Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni alongside you on this Monday. Don't forget, we are the number one critical thinking show in the entire world. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Pat, I just have a question up front. Did you do three things on Sunday to make yourself happier, have a less stressful week? Did you did you set some intentions? Um, did you did you set an accomplishment list? or task list? And and then did you find a self-care ritual? Because if you do those three things, Pat, uh, according to productivity experts, you will have a happier, stress-free week. Um, let's see. I, I did at least one of those three things. I don't know. The other two, I would argue I did more mentally and more figuratively than 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 literally then and also uh, like like i said i did it more mentally than i probably did physically so kind of mm. but well but wait 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 there's only three things yeah um i feel like there's at least one thing missing here there's and, and when i presented you this story i thought hmm, this could be interesting to talk about but um I, I was you know scrolling through the story and i was like uh um it, it, it's missing something kind of big kind of large and um we both picked up on it right away actually and uh so they want you to set intentions for the week they want you to create a task list and accomplishments list Mm-hmm. Because you're getting rid of the Sunday scaries, Pat. And I mean, and a self-care ritual. 
I mean, those are all good things. Don't get me wrong. But but what else could you do for a happy, <clears throat> less stressful start to your week? Well, um, I know for me personally, it, it, it's this thing that um, I generally do every Sunday. And I think a lot of um, Christians do every Sunday. And that is um, go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that? I'm 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 sorry, Pat. What what are you talking about? You, you know, it, it's this place where you um you go to uh, hmm. worship God and um, maybe you uh, reflect on bigot. life a little. You bigot. Uh, why does that make me? Why does that make me a bigot exactly? I just I I've never understood this. Why does why does me going to church make me a bigot? Because we can't, no, 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 you cannot, you cannot mix religion and um, secular life. No, 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 no. You you can't do that. How dare you force religion on other people, Pat? How oh, dare I, I, you, I'm bigot? Not. You bigot. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying you have to go to church. I'm saying you probably should, but, but it's your choice. And, and on top of that, I, I'm, I'm less about promoting religion than I am about promoting some sort of spiritual renaissance or awakening within yourself. Something that, that brings you a little bit closer to understanding life, understanding our creator, understanding um, family, you know, you know, these kinds of things, like 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 just having something wholesome in your life. Yes, peaceful, right? Yes. Something that can help you bring some sort of peace. And I, I, I don't understand how that makes people who go to church bigots. Mm. Well, because it, that's just not self-care, Pat. I want I want our listeners and our really? our watchers over on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, to hear this. This is what they have to say. Quote, the path to productivity runs straight through calm, because if we can maintain our composure while the conditions of our work or our life are changing, we can still accomplish what we want. Practicing self-care uh, can help us cope during turbulent times. Or ease feelings of anxiety. That's not wrong, by the way. No, no. But, I, I but, actually agree with that. But listen to this. <clears throat> the uh, productivity expert, his last name is Bailey, lists journaling, calling up a friend, practicing meditation, or spending time with people who uplift you as excellent examples of self-care. All good Sunday rituals, by the way, which a lot of those I actually do, too. Um, why in the heck is there not a, um, if you're going to practice meditation, how about prayer? Why is that it, not included in this? Uh, is prayer, if you break it down, is prayer not a form of meditation? It can be. That's my point. You know, uh, I just... It boggles my mind that 
And the reason I bring this up is to also showcase this as this is how secular our world has gotten, Pat, where self-care doesn't even include any sort of reference to prayer, prayer or meditation, prayer slash meditation, right? How hard is that? But if you want a happier, less stressful life, one of the easiest things that you can do is to give yourself to our Lord and Savior. One of the easiest things that you can do is pray. One of the easiest things that you can do is attend church. Because to your point, Pat, earlier, and we talked about this off air, I don't know about you, but when I come out of church, nine times out of ten, it's either I feel much better about life, or I have had an experience that makes me think. And that, in turn, has given me less stress. It invites prayer and thoughtfulness in my own life. Maybe we could start with that. The suggestion that successful people do these three things, right? Well, there's a lot of really successful people that do this thing called church as well. That that could be a very easy thing for us to focus in on. And yet, a productivity expert decides to tell us that writing things into a list, that, that'll cure all. I'm not saying it's not an important thing to do, and I'm not saying being intentional about your week is not important, because I do find that if you are intentional about the things that you want to accomplish for the week, right? That you do end up happier, less stressful, because you don't just take things as they come, right? You are intentionally trying to achieve a goal. But wouldn't one of those goals that you try to achieve be, I don't know, um, a better relationship with God or a better understanding of your religion? Why is that not a thing that these quote-unquote experts want you to focus in on? Why? Why not include that? What, what possible explanation is there other than, shh, we can't talk about religion in polite society anymore? Or, or, or is it, I mean, because because here's the thing, <clears throat> and, I, and I want to clarify this too. I'm not saying come join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Just like you're not saying become Catholic. I think we would prefer those things. Oh, of course. As, as, as individuals. But we're not saying you have to do those things. No. What we are saying, though, is that that we have reached a level in our society where just the thought of talking about your individual faith. And I, I always use the word faith rather than religion because it, religion seems to have this negative connotation nowadays. Whereas faith is, to me, is a little bit more positive. That's just my opinion, okay? But at the same time, we have reached a level where we we can't talk about these things in, in relative public society or public discourse anymore out of fear of it might offend someone. Right, because I, I can make an argument that successful people – would actually benefit much more from a base of faith and a base a base of religion. Why? Because ironically, 
a, a faith like yours or, or or a religion like yours and a religion like mine, right? My Catholic upbringing, my Catholic faith gives us what? A blueprint for success in your own life. Right. Literally gives you the blueprint. Prayer, thoughtfulness, intentions. We say intentions every Sunday in a Catholic church. They are giving you this blueprint just from a, a non-secular way. Instead, we live in such a world in which, to your point, we, we, we can't say that if because we might offend somebody. I, I find it offensive that you think that religion isn't a thing that would make you happier or less stressful in your week in your life. I, I find that offensive. The fact that you couldn't come up with something that would say um, faith or religion or prayer and meditation, any reference to anything other than writing things down, basically. It, it amazes me that this is where we're at, but yet here we are. And I don't know about you, and but but especially because like yesterday yeah i mean once a month we have what we call a fast and testimony meeting you know you're you're fasting but at the same and then you go to sacrament meeting and then everyone has the opportunity to to bear their special witness of of jesus christ right of of how you know our faith has is amplified their life and mm-hmm. it's one it's probably my favorite meeting of the month um and it, I always walk away. I mean, I mean, church, late, especially for me lately, with everything that I have going on in my life, mm-hmm. those two hours on Sunday for a sacrament meeting and then, um, you know, having Sunday school, things like that afterwards, those two hours every Sunday are the most peaceful two hours I have in my entire week. Mm-hmm. It gets it, it, the thing is if you're if you're trying to find peace behind the boob tube from your cell phone, from a video game, from whatever, you're probably not finding it that way. You're probably not. I'm not saying you can't watch TV or you can't play a video game on Sunday. I'm not saying you can't do that. What I am saying is it gives you a chance to 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 put the cell phone down mm-hmm. to turn the TV off to, to do something that is good for your soul. And ultimately, isn't that what this productivity expert is trying to get at things that change your soul and right. And get you into habits, right. That can make you successful in life. Well, it turns out that um, all of those things actually exist within your faith. If you were to just openly practice it, in your life. But we have so degraded the faithful. We have so degraded our society to the point where in you know, openly practicing or talking about your faith in quote unquote polite company is taboo, right? Right. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what goes on here. Um that having been said, Pat, there are some other stuff that happened over this weekend um um, including um, apparently, um, uh, I'm not in college anymore, Pat. 
that that happened this weekend. What? Well, what, do you, what do you mean you're not in college? I mean, we, I knew you weren't in college anymore. The question is, did you know that you're not in college anymore? Well, I found out the hard way. Okay, you found out the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Um, because um, a little bit today. Um, um. Well, you see, um, all of my friends are turning forty this year. Yeah, just like I did, right? Yeah, and um, well, we we got the uh, the college roommates back together. Um, yesterday for my best friend's uh, 40th birthday celebration, even though his birthday uh-huh. was about a month ago, right? Yeah. And uh, we decided to go to the Brewers-Cubs game. And, um, yeah. How did the, um, how we, did, how we did decided that go, to uh, relive some college moments, and uh, I'm, I'm not, no, no, my body can't handle that. Can't handle it anymore, huh? No. Uh, how, did that, how did that go, by the way? Hutch, shush, shut your mouth. What, why? 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 Why would you tell me to shut my mouth? I, I'm, I'm, I'm generally the Cubs curious. Won and how the did they go? Lost. That's how that went. Oh, you lost the Cubbies. To be fair, I mean we did win the series, so okay. Well, well I mean losing win. one game in the series is not a big deal, bro. Y- yeah, except for how it happened. Just, just wasn't good. I'm, but anywho, I'm sure you'll anyway, anyway, revenge next time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, um, yeah, that was an interesting car ride home. <laughs> oh boy, that ninety minutes was a uh, interessante, shall we say? Mm-hmm. I mean, my weekend consisted of uh, housework and mowing my yard. I-, I don't know if I could handle that at forty either. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> My body's breaking down, Pat. You know, it's actually good for you. Just saying, it might actually help. You know, get you a little exercise outside. Oh, I got sunshine. lots of exercises yesterday. Y- yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah. But anywho, anywho, um, beyond all of that, uh, the Sunday show circuit was full of talk of Title Forty Two, a topic that we really haven't covered on this show at all. Okay, because I I can almost guarantee you that that people that are listening to this show right now have no clue what Title Forty Two is. I had to look it up. Okay, so can you explain in layman's terms what the hell is Title Forty Two? I'm gonna let you do that. Why do you want me to do it? Because you said you looked it up. I did look it up, but I barely understand it still. So. So the basic gist of Title 42 in layman's terms is this. They put that in place um, at the at the border so uh-huh. that anybody claiming asylum, right? Right. Um, must basically remain in Mexico. They must remain at the border until it's adjudicated. And this was placed or this was put in place to protect against COVID-19 at the border. So, so in other words, this is meant to once your asylum is approved, you have until until your asylum is approved, you must wait at the border. Correct. You must wait. Okay. You must remain in waiting. Um, two two reasons. One, to make sure that um, we're not just throwing people who have COVID nineteen into the mainstream of America, right? Um, that was part sure. one of this. But part okay. two is because we also knew that a lot of people were going to seek asylum based off of COVID-19, right? How did that work out, by the way? 
Um, we'll, we'll get into that, Pat. Mm. So, so the basic gist is, you know, right now, you must remain at the border while your asylum case is adjudicated. And once it's adjudicated out, then you can go into the interior of the country. Now, Title 42 was meant to be temporary due to the pandemic. Okay? That's the other part okay. of this, right? This was put in place by Donald Trump to, to be able to put a, a buffer for COVID-19 in place when it comes to immigration. Um, they, and by they, I mean the Biden administration, would like to end Title 42. The okay. Republicans are somehow against the end of Title 42. I, I just, so New Jersey Senator Robert Bob Menendez says that Title 42 is part of the problem when it comes to enforcing immigration law at the southern border. Now, here's a shocking moment on a Monday. I agree. But it's not for the same reasons that Bob Menendez would think. Because I just have a question. Was this or was this not to be a temporary measure to help with a pandemic well i mean if you put it that way then then yeah if it's only a temporary i mean if COVID 18 i mean we know it's still a thing but it's not the thing it was two years ago right so i do so, have so i do agree with him that it is part of the problem that exists on our southern border right now however for me it's a problem of wait a minute you have basically told us the quote-unquote pandemic is over so why is this being allowed to be a thing that continues? This was put in place directly to affect COVID-19. So why are the Republicans on the side of we must keep Title 42 in place? Why? Well, it turns out that Title 42 has actually been useful in keeping people from the interior of the country when they come over the southern border seeking asylum, right? Am I am I correct? It, um, it, it sounds that way anyway. I, I, I just... <sighs> here's, here's my ultimate question, though. If if you if you were to get rid of Title Forty Two, if Title Forty Two is truly causing problems, mm -hmm. but you also want to maintain, you know, border well, security. In, in another aspect of Title Forty Two, by the way, is allowing the expulsion of people before the the hearing. Right. So on public health grounds, if you had COVID, right? Well, no, it doesn't matter if you're claiming asylum or anything else. You're gone. You're not allowed into the country. Right. Right. OK, that's what this was. Right. Quickly expelling migrants at the border based off of public health without letting them ask for asylum. So test them for COVID-19. Sorry, you don't get asylum. Well, I mean, it, here, here's the thing. I, I, I can understand that to a point. But but if, if COVID-19 is not really a thing anymore and this was only meant to be temporary, then Title 42 should be right. So 
Right. That's my that's my whole issue. Why are the Republicans fighting for something that was supposed to be temporary in the path of what we now are largely claiming on the right, if you will, as done and dusted? The pandemic is over, right? The the only thing that I can think of that that, that makes any kind of sense is is that they are trying to create a level of border security right so that they can say hey you know i i did this <coughs> excuse me at election time right mm-hmm. um that being said if title 42 was supposed to be temporary can't can't you do something else in place of or something that is more effective than, than title 42 ever was to create that border security that is also I don't know, lawful, just at the end of the day, because hiding under the guise of Title 42 isn't going to help your case any come election time. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't the first time that we've had something like this, by the way. Um, when we had sure. that cholera outbreak in 1893, remember that, Pat? I mean, 1893, I mean, I, I, I got to say, it was just like yesterday. You know, 1893, you know, crossing the crossing, crossing the plains of the United States um, and, uh, uh, you know, my 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 old friend Ox, you know, pulling our wagon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, Remember that whole cholera yeah. epidemic? Of uh, yeah, it. it, it uh... <laughs> but no, seriously, that is a that is the first time that something similar to this was put in place. But notice how it also then had to be renewed in um, 1929. Was it still a thing in 1929? No, this was to bar people coming from China and the Philippines during a meningitis outbreak. Uh, well, I mean, 1929 would have been a really bad time for them to be coming here anyway. Now, did you know this, Pat? Originally, this type of law was supposed to be um, the U.S. Surgeon General at his discretion or her discretion or its discretion because, you know, we don't know if uh, if uh, if Dick Levine is is ever going to, you know, take that mantle. But um, the U.S. Surgeon General is supposed to determine there is a communicable disease in another country. Health officials have that right, right, to deny um, immigration. Right. I actually didn't know that, but but Um, that law changed in 1966. It is now at the behest of the CDC, not the U.S. Surgeon General. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I like either of those having that power. Right. (laughs) So. So, you know, basically. Whenever the CDC now determines there's a communicable disease in another country, health officials have the authority with the approval of the president, which is what Title 42 is, okay, to prohibit the introduction of persons and property from such countries or places for as long as health officials determine the action is necessary. So my question to the um, right-wing media, to the right side of Congress and Senate, to Kirsten Cinema, to Joe Manchin, to the almost dozen lawmakers on in the Democratic Party who are opposing getting rid of Title 42. 
I ask a very simple question to all of you. At what point is this over? Please give us a a defined moment then when, when you think that Title 42 should be ended. What is that endpoint? This is not permanent. This was never meant to be permanent. And more importantly than that, Pat, the law, the Public Health Service Act of 1944, doesn't allow for this to be permanent. This must, must be temporary so long as there is a massive outbreak. And right now, you can't make, because if if we're going to go down this road, right, why are we not banning people for influenza, we're, you know, from countries where there's a massive outbreak of influenza, right? Every year. Why are we not doing that? Well, we don't do that because it's an endemic virus. It's never going away. This virus is never going away. So at what point in time, what is the metric? What is the number? What is the thing? Please tell me what that is. Yes, Mr. Padoni. I, I can tell you exactly what it is. When it's politically expedient to do so. So after the midterm elections. Uh, the, at least that. Because what are they really attempting to, um, to, to do by blocking the end of Title 42, Pat? What is the did, goal? Did I not already establish that a few minutes ago? It's 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 the whole. Hey, I did I I did my part to fight illegal immigration. It it that, is that's what it is. It's it so is that they being, can say that election time. It is being weaponized in a way that it was never intended to be used. Right. This is mm. being used as a weapon to do what? Keep people from flooding our immigration system again. Right. Now. I have some numbers, and I think we'll get into this, um, about terror suspects, about our southern border. But I want people to think about this before we go that direction. Um, in normal non-crisis times, between three and 4,000 foreign nationals from about 25 to 35 countries of national security concerned reach the southern border every year. I want you to understand that. And let's go ahead and play the B or not the B before we get into more on immigration in our southern border. Are you ready, Pat? Oh, I'm so ready. Hit me with that headline, please. All right. For $100 for the first time for the month of May of Dominic Izzo's totally legitimate Ponzi scheme, LLM, pyramid scheming money. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden to receive 50K per monthly per Hunter Biden to receive 50K per month salary for seat on disinformation governance board. Hunter <laughs> Biden to receive 50K per month salary for oh. seat on disinformation governance board. Is this the B or not the B? 
Andrew Coppins, do you by chance, while you're thinking about that, know what the uh, Funly account has made it up to now? I can definitely check for uh, DM and American Pride Roasters. We are still at 15,795. Three days left, folks. Three days. So a lot of you are getting getting paid today or this week, right? The first week of the month uh, would be a good time. Drop $25, $30, $40 if you can. Drop 10 or 5 into the fund. Let, let's, uh, let's get that over the hump. Let's get to 16000 Um, uh, We've got three days left. Um, they need every single dime of this money. So, um, yeah, three days left. It is tied to or pinned on my Twitter profile. That is at the Cop and Show. It's also pinned on Pat's profile. That's at the Pat Oni Show. Um, you can follow us on social media and all that wonderful goodness. In the meantime, Hunter Biden to receive 50K per month salary for a seat on disinformation governance board. Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B? Um, I know I went to a baseball game yesterday, Pat. I didn't go to a softball game. Yeah. This is the Babylon B. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm... Um. One hundred and fifty percent sure. I just want to point out that you have been one hundred and fifty percent sure before, before and gotten it wrong. I just want to point that out. I'm still right in this case. You are still right in this case. This is the Babylon Bee. Mm-hmm. The Department of Homeland Security has formed the Disinformation Governance Board to bravely combat incorrect opinions on the internet. According to sources, the board's executive director, Nina Jinkowitz, has appointed Hunter Biden to sit on the board for a salary of $50,000 per month. We're proud to welcome Hunter to the Ministry of uh, um, our Disinformation Governance Board, said Jinkowitz. As the victim of a Russian disinformation campaign that claimed his laptop held evidence of horrific sexual crimes and international corruption, resulting in tens of millions of dollars being funneled to the Biden family. He uniquely equipped to sneak to those issues or to these issues. The president's son will be will be paid a salary of $50,000 per month. His appointed His appointment has caused several prominent conservatives to cry foul, claiming the deal and the entire board itself seem gross, creepy, and corrupt. The Disinformation Governance Board dismissed the criticism as dangerous disinformation. Wow. I mean, you might as well put him on the board considering uh, Jankowitz, right? Yeah, right. I mean... You want to talk about somebody who literally pervades in disinformation and misinformation? It's her. She literally has been peddling the two biggest political lies of the last decade. She peddled them both. Hard. Uphill, if you will. I I also want to point out that, that, uh, you know, According to this, he's going to be, uh, you know, paid fifty k per month. I want to be paid fifty k per month. Don't he's going to be, he's going to get sit, he's going to just basically sit there and twiddle his thumbs the entire time, get high, and get paid fifty k a month. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, if it, I would hope in his contract that he's not allowed to have another laptop. 
I hope for all of our sakes. <laughs> right. That's a national security issue, Pat. Right. No, no kidding. But I digress. Um, so let's get back to Title 42 here, right? And, and I, I had left you with some information, right? That we see about three to 4,000 uh, border crossings, right? Um, Is that per year? Foreign nationals from those 25 to 35 countries of national security concern. But since Title 42 has come into place, okay, um, they have seen about two and a half million apprehensions since January of 2021 when this was put into place, okay? Also, what happened in January of 2021? Also, that would have been, um, oh, the new president, okay? Since then, it is the most amount of people to be apprehended at the border since the keeping of records started in 1960. Surprising. Now, we also know that there's an estimated 620,000 more <clears throat> illegal immigrants who got away from Border Patrol. Almost three quarters of a million extra people. So I look at this and I look at the argument from the Democrats about Title 42, and I look at the argument from the right about Title 42, and I, I, I don't understand, do I politically understand the want to try to keep this in place because it's a wedge issue? Sure. But what I don't understand is how you can stay, say with a straight face then that the pandemic is over while also keeping in place all of the quote-unquote pandemic security measures at the southern border. Furthermore, where are the Republicans fighting against the plan that is uh, put in place by um, Alejandro Mayorkas and his ilk at DHS? You know, the, the, the same DHS, the same organization that gave us that disinformation governing board, right? Oh, yeah, their plan, Pat, is a 20-page PDF that you can watch or, well, read, not watch, read. Um, it includes forced vaccinations of all people in the care and custody of the Customs and Border Security. Say what? What? Now, do that I, would I agree that testing, it would be important? Testing makes sense. Yes. That makes a lot of sense, right? Because mm -hmm. then you know which people to isolate and which people to not isolate. However, forcing somebody to get a vaccination as a um, consequence of apprehension, if you will, is cruel and unusual punishment. That has to be a human rights violation, right? Oh, 100%. Now, mm -hmm. it is different than saying... Um, if you are immigrating from, let's say, an area in which um, there's Ebola or an area in which there's a massive um, cholera outbreak or something of that nature, right, mm -hmm. that we are going to require proof of vaccination for those things, right? There's a difference between that and then just forcing a vaccination. 
even then though, I, I I'm wondering, wouldn't it just be better to, I don't know, quarantine? Not necessarily. So for instance, like when you go to Haiti, right? I don't, I know people who have done missions over there. You've got to get like eight or nine different shots because there's so, so many different viruses and, and things that happen down there that you really do need some protection. So I'm not saying that we don't try to protect ourselves, but what I am saying is you don't just as a quote unquote consequence of being caught by the, the border patrol, get a jab. No. No. Are, are we saying that uh, as a condition of living in the United States of America, you must be vaccinated? No. So why are we doing that to immigrants, to potential immigrants? Why? It turns out they're just like um, I talk about all the time with abortion, right? Notice how the Republican Party um, is starting to hype up the abortion issue once again, right? Because there's a case coming before the Supreme Court for the first time in, what, 20 plus years that really deals with abortion? Look at Big Baby, right? That's what I call them. Look at them. Have they done anything? Have they defunded uh, Planned Parenthood on a public funding level? No. Nope. They're sure as hell are going to run on it, it, right? They're going to run on it again. They're going to try it again. It will be vetoed, obviously, by this president. And then what? It'll be used again in the next election so that, uh, you know, us good sheeple will uh, will vote the GOP in and then they'll do nothing about it. This is another example of this for me. And why does it matter? Why does it matter as to whether or not we are taking it off and replacing it or fixing our immigration system after we take this off because there have been over 40 apprehensions, somewhere between 23 to 42 apprehensions of people on the terrorist watch list, Pat, on that terrorist watch list in just the last year alone. Now, that might seem like a drop in the bucket, considering we talked about the, what, um, three to 4,000 people um, that get caught um, from those 25 to 35 countries. But they're not caught. They're just given extra scrutiny. A lot of them still come through. And they're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from South Asia. North Africa, and they're landing on our southern border. All it takes is one, right? And we know this right. because there was one in 2017. I don't know if most Americans would know about the double uh, vehicle attack in Edmonton, Canada in 2017, but a terrorist slipped across the American border, went all the way to Canada without being apprehended, and committed a mass murder. Just takes one, right? That's the argument here, right? Right. From okay, so then why are we not fixing the immigration system and then removing Title Forty Two, right? Why are we not doing that? Why are we not standing there and saying, "Hey, um, 
two and a half million apprehensions, right? What are they estimating will happen if they take Title 42 away? 18,000 a day, which is more than double the current number of interactions, if you will, at the southern border. Okay, so what what things are you going to do to fix the immigration system then, right? If we're going to see this massive increase in people attempting to either claim asylum or or jump the border or whatever have you, right? If we're seeing all of those things, what are we doing about it? What are we changing? The Republicans have no plan. They just hope to use Title 42 as a cudgel. Number one, to hit the um, Biden administration over the head with all of the illegal immigration numbers and all of the deportations, which, by the way, um, the multi the multi apprehended people are up from seven percent on average to twenty seven percent. Twenty seven percent of people who are being apprehended today, right now, have attempted at least one other time since the pandemic to come across the border. That's up from an average of seven percent prior to the pandemic. So is Title 42 creating a disincentive or a incentive to attempt to come across the border? I would say neither. It's doing nothing. It's going to say it's not really doing anything. Right. So why do you need to have it in place? And furthermore, again, I go back to this basic point, Pat. If you are the Republican Party, what have you been arguing about the pandemic for the past six months, really? that it is over, that we need to live life. We need to go back to as normal as humanly possible. And yet now you're going to tell us that it's not over on the southern border? What the hell kind of messaging is that? It doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that makes sense is that this is going to be able to be used as a cudgel to the point that Bob Menendez points out in in his talk on the Sunday circuit yesterday. That this is the Republicans not being interested in solving the problem. They're interested in being able to use this as a political weapon. And from one perspective, I get it because it is a very effective weapon. Immigration is one of the top three issues for most people heading into this election. It's something like 94% of Americans, right? Um, right. believe that immigration is an issue, and of that 94%, 60-some-odd percent of that believe the Republicans are much better to handle this situation. It's because they have the messaging behind them, except for it doesn't make sense. It is, if you actually break it down, how can you, on one hand, claim the pandemic is over, but yet Title 42 is in place, and um, we're using it because of the pandemic? What? What? I mean, if I'm if I'm an opponent to a to someone that's running in the GOP, I'm using that. What's your plan? Because mm-hmm. it is broken, by the way. Immigration is broken, but of course, the the left wants to use this for quote unquote comprehensive immigration reform. They're also attempting to use this and speak to the far radical left. If we got the immigration reform, quote unquote, that they want, we're irreversibly changed as a country. That's just the reality of their plan. 
Yet the Republicans are standing up there and, and saying all the things they've said for 20 years and have no plan. We've been talking about that forever. If you want to win in 2024, not just 2022, but in 2024, you better have more than um, the economy sucks or more than elect us because these guys have screwed things up. You better have more. You better have a solution in place. I'll bet you 20 bucks right now they don't. I'm not taking that bet because I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the reality, right? That's what's going to happen. So check this out. Just so you understand what is happening when it comes to terrorism and immigration. There was a case in April of 2021 where Mexican immigration officials caught a watch-listed Yemeni migrant just as he was about to cross into Del Rio, Texas. Typically, the U.S. and Mexico have a deep collaboration on terrorist travel threat issues. For instance, between 2014 and 2019, Mexico deported 19 suspected migrant terrorists in league with the United States. But they didn't do it in this case. Mexico ended up deporting the migrant, but in July of 2021, when the border was swamped on both sides, the Yemeni man came back. Rather than deport him, the Mexicans simply let him because they needed to clear out their own detention centers. They sent a quote-unquote warning along the U.S. border, but we have no way of knowing whether or not this individual was even caught by the U.S. Border Patrol. It takes one of those things to happen. And... So I get both sides of this, right? How do we stop that? Well, we have to stop the magnet. We have a lot of things that we have to think through in our immigration system. We have to make it simpler, easier for people to come to America that want to be here for good reasons. We also have to make it really stupidly hard and really, really stupidly Um punitive to attempt to come here illegally. We have to, because it is just, it's not just the carrot and the stick approach, right? It is literally, we're going to make this easy for you if you want to be here legally. We're also going to make it really bad for you if you decide to come here illegally, because we have given you every opportunity you know, you, you, the visa process and all the things that we do here in America today is cumbersome. It's expensive. It's all of these things. We need a system that streamlines itself. We need a system that realizes that we can't patrol all, what, 3,000 miles or whatever it is uh, of border with Mexico. We can't do that with Canada either, right? Right. So, we have to disincentivize the people wanting to come here illegally. And the disincentive is we're going to make it really easy to make sure that you can come here. But we have to spend the money, the resources. We have to put the judges in place so that uh, the adjudication of claims, the adjudication of immigration status, 
We have to put the detectives in place, the people that do the vetting of these people in place. We have to spend the money there, and we're not doing it. We're not incentivizing that, and that's the problem. We lift, we, Title 42 has made it easy in some respects to just say no thank you, right? But on the other hand, um, all of these asylum claims are not being dealt with in a timely manner either. No. I have a question here, though. Mm-hmm. Um, name, me, name me a politician or a political party that either has the political clout or the within their agenda to make Ill, uh, legal immigration simpler but illegal immigration harder. Name me one. But we don't. We don't. We don't have it. And the ironic part is the people will give you the political will to do it if you did it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you stood exactly up and said, here's here's the plan, right? <clears throat> We're going to eliminate the 95 different visas that, that you can come in on, right? We're also going to make sure that um, those that come on travel visas or those that come on whatever other visa, right? Um, if you're coming on a student visa, right? We're going to make it really punitive for you to stay here beyond that, right? And, and would this also not appeal to both the left and the right yes maybe not the far extremes of the two but 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 at least you know you're more if you're, if you your sat, average left your average right person right if you sat a hundred normal yeah. average americans in a room together and asked them to fix immigration 99 out of those hundred would agree that our system is way too cumbersome it's way too difficult to be able to navigate legally that is the incentive for illegal immigration into this country we would solve sanctuary st- city statuses. We would solve a lot of problems if we just dealt with the root cause. It's kind of like functional medicine for immigration, if you will. We're treating the symptom, not the problem. And we have to start dealing with the problem because the rest, of this, the rest of this won't go away. But either you don't have the political clout to do it or it does not fit your agenda. Th- that's the problem with, with the politicians right now. It's it's one of those two things. So it's either you have those that want to do it but can't do it, mm-hmm. or you have those that I don't give a crap about this at all. Absolutely. And on that note, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And for goodness sakes, do not let Hunter Biden have another laptop. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky, soft, and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.